Welcome to the TNT Podcast, where we discuss all of the hottest current events within hip-hop culture, album reviews, politics within the music industry, and more. You all know me by Talorian. I am one half of the TNT Podcast, and of course, I have my brother here with me. Yes, sir. My name is Timothy. I'm the other half of the TNT Podcast, and we're here with the shits. We are bringing unbiased, unfiltered, honest conversations about hip-hop and the culture. So if you're sensitive about your favorite artist or public figure, go on ahead to the next podcast. But you can still follow us, though. Just remember, these are our opinions, and we are only speaking on behalf of us. Thank you all for tuning in. All social media platforms will be in the description for each and every episode. So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Peace and love. I was like, I was like, oh, we got, I was like, we got to get it back on our weekly recording again. Yeah, definitely. It's, it feels like it's only been three weeks, but it feels three like three weeks. Three but months. it feels, it feels like two months or something, bro. It feels like it's been three months, but we back. Yeah, we I don't back. know why. We back. Yeah, we back, man. Episode fifty-one of the TNT podcast. TNT, TNT, TNT. We are back from our three-week break. Uh, felt like a very, very long time, but. uh here we are. We're back. Uh, I am one half of the TNT podcast. Of course, y'all know me by Timothy. And of course, as always, I have my brother here with me. Uh, sure. Peace, King. Peace King. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, it's been a lot going on, man, since what, our last episode. It's been a whole lot. We've got a lot to talk about, too, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you you said it, man. We uh, I feel like we missed out on so much stuff. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that we got to catch up on, but you know, we the culture, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna get it done. We're gonna get yes, it done. Like we always do. Um, but how you been, man? What you been on? Been good, man. Took uh, you know, came to Dallas. You know, hung out with you. Uh, some family. Uh, Shaq had his wedding. Congrats to uh, Shaq and Amber. Uh, my family, my friends. Uh, saw y'all. Got to spend a lot of time with y'all. Of course, that was always great justin came down glad i saw justin yeah, man. uh went to arizona uh went to visit my boy nate that was lit uh arizona is actually like a hidden gym bro arizona, I was about to say, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get into this arizona experience oh, I, bro, know. I got arizona know. is pretty lit bro like uh went to the grand canyon that was really dope oh, um man. What else? Uh, has some like some bomb food out there. It's this uh, this place called Lolo's. It's like a soul food spot, but they got some in Dallas too. I, I think they got one in Dallas and a couple other spots, but um, they got one in Arizona. Arizona is almost like Texas, but with it's like with um, I don't know. I don't want to say more sightseeing spots, but it's like uh, kind of got like a mixture of like Miami. In like Dallas, it's 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 kind of weird. Like Arizona is just kind of different. I don't even know how to describe it, but they got places like they got like Church's Chicken, they got Whataburger, they got stuff like that. And uh, but it's like it's it's like Texas, but it's not. It's weird, and it's like parts of it that's like Miami, parts that's like Dallas. It's it's kind of crazy. Uh, parts that kind of look like California too. So it's it's almost like a mixture of cities and states almost. Arizona's kind of lit because it's like when you go out there, you think it's just desert. And then when like you go further out, it kind of starts to look like Cali a little bit and uh, like with the trees and nature and stuff like that. So uh, and then like the mountains, 
but uh and then like the nightlife is pretty lit um yeah bro went to this mexican club it was lit bro like <laughs> it was lit i was like yeah, okay man. i was like i gotta I go to you about the mexican clubs man yeah, and i thought about you when i went there. i was just like yo i remember me and you we were trying to go i think me you and a few people we were trying to go to a mexican club but it was like the line was wrapped around the building or whatever and so uh i was like yeah we're gonna have to go when i move back to dallas and so, uh, yeah, man, uh, Arizona lit. It's it's lit. Yeah, I just want to say shout out to all my Mexicans, all my Hispanics, real quick. Y'all yeah. are the life of the party. Y'all know how to have fun. Yeah, shout man. out to y'all, man. I love y'all. But it was lit, bro. Yeah, it was. I think the 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 club that I went to, it like started at ten and like ended at was it five? Or like four thirty? It was crazy. Damn, it was crazy. Yeah, I always uh, pictured Arizona as being like a like a naturey type of place, I guess. And you know, I, I've never been anywhere. I've been to New York. I haven't been to Cali. I haven't been to you know anywhere besides New York. So I don't really know uh, too much. Um, but um, Arizona, that's definitely somewhere where I would like to go. I would like to see the Grand Canyon. That's definitely uh, an experience uh, that I would like to experience, you know, sometime. But. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. How long were you out there? Uh, like five days. So, I, I uh, bro, <laughs> me and my boy Nate, we was like partying from like Thursday to like Saturday, like three days straight. It was crazy. I was like, yo, this is, uh, this is crazy. And, uh, yeah, bro, the food out there is good. Uh, went to a couple, uh, went to like a taco spot. Had tried vegan tacos for the first time. Uh, that was actually pretty fire. Um, this place called Flavors Vegan. Uh, yeah, I think it's flavored, flavored Vegan or Flavors Vegan, one of them. But uh, tried vegan tacos for the first time. That was fire. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, some cause like frittatas. So it's like eggs with like, uh, I think I got like the salmon uh, frittata. So it was like cooked salmon on it. And I was just eating food I never tried, and it was it was fire, bro. It was, it was so good. That sounds delicious. What's that yeah. called? You said frittata. Yeah, frittata. Yeah, it's so it's like it's like eggs or like uh like almost like a it's like almost like a baked egg or something like that. With like you can get it like with chicken on it or salmon on it, and it's it has like spinach and it's bro, it's fire. It's it's pretty fire, but yeah, man, that's my thing. I like I like sightseeing. I like eating good food. Uh, yeah, bro, it was it was lit. It was a good time. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, yeah. What about you, bro? How, how's life? Oh man, it's great. Uh, I've been I've been chilling. You know, uh, like you said, you came down here, had a good time. Uh, was able to hang out with my boy. Uh, you know, we got to go out, get a few drinks. Uh, like you said, Justin was down here. Uh, you know, it's always a great time when Justin's here. Uh, we went to the wedding. Uh, congratulations to uh, Shaq and Amber. Um, that was a fun time. Uh, shout out to Imani for taking all those fire-ass pictures. Right? Shout out to Imani. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Nezzy. We went to her place for the first time. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nezzy. <laughs> Shout out to Nezzy. We went, we went. Oh, man. What a time. Remember, I remember being fucked up at her place. So, uh, 
We played uh what what's the name of that game we played? It's like I forgot something. the name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find out the name of the game, but man, trying that to get 21, was, bro. Yeah, bro, that game was so fire. Um and shout out to uh her homeboy that was there. Uh we we met him, he was a cool dude. Um you know, we we got some food, like you said. Uh, we got we tried some tacos. We tried a new taco spot. Uh, oh, I'm still talking about that taco spot. Uh, was it Del Del Sir? I think that yeah, yeah, Del something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> tacos is fire. Something like that, yeah. Some good tacos. Um, but no, man. Ever ever uh, after you left, man, just you know, just been chilling, working. Uh, nothing nothing crazy. Um, we took you out to Fort Worth for the first time. Uh, <laughs> I told you. I told you it was going to be lit. I told you it was going to be lit. And we got, we actually got to see Chris, surprisingly. We got, we got to see Chris. Shout out, shout out to the boy Chris, man. You know, we, you know, shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. We got to see the boy Chris. But yeah, man, I, I had a good time, man. I had a good time. I can't wait uh, till you're back down here permanently. Uh, I just, I just started my paperwork for out processing. So, did that what day before yesterday? So sent that in, and uh, yeah, we about to get it like the ball rolling on uh getting out of here. Yeah, man, it's we're in we're about to be in May. September is gonna get here so fast. It's gonna get here so fast. Yep, so. it's it's crazy. I'm already looking at spots back home, and uh, yeah, bro, it's it's, it's the transition is getting real. Yeah, man. After you after you left, we uh celebrated Raquel's birthday and we we did pretty much everything. Like we damn Man, near, I wish I was home for that. We damn near did everything. We uh I took her to this uh the seafood spot in Dallas. It's called the Boiling Crab. It's a little hole in the wall out there. And we we I ate a lot of hole in the wall spots. Love them. We ate some king crab and man, it was exquisite. Yeah. Actually, I think I'm I messaged I messaged Raquel and I was like wherever this is it looks fine she's like when you come home we going and i was like let's go damn that place was so good you know what i'm saying it had my pockets broke but that's fine that's fine <laughs> it's, it's all good it was worth it the oh, i let my pockets be broke over some good food though i'm not gonna even lie to you right that that crab was amazing and um after that uh we we had crab again we went to shell shack on that second her birthday was on that thursday uh that's the day we went out to get to to the boiling crab and then we went out to shell shack on saturday uh and i think we went there like early like early in the day and we had crab again and then later on that night we went to bombshells uh we got fucked up we got fucked up at bombshells uh yeah man we we did bombshells as a, as a group again that was yeah that was that shit was lit and ashley came ashley came too uh oh lit lit man, I, wish I, I wish i could have seen ashley when we, when i was home that would have been lit yeah man yeah, yeah i don't know why we didn't see her i don't know why we didn't see her you know what's so funny i think uh she had messaged in the group like no let's go to six flags or something I guess we just didn't make any plans to like meet up or something. I don't know what happened, but yeah, man. Yeah, shout it's out, all good. Shout out to the to the uh, thoughts from the Do Rag podcast. Yeah, shout out to thoughts from the Do Rag podcast, man. The lit podcast, one of my favorites. Yeah, man. Um, oh, and we went to we went to main event. We went to main event. Uh, we played some virtual games and did some bowling for her birthday. So it was a good birthday. It was a good birthday. Um, 
Happy 27th birthday to my fiance. Happy 27th birthday, Raquel. Love you. But yeah, uh, other than that, nothing, you know, nothing's been going on. I've just been working, trying to save this money up, stack this money up so we can get a house uh, next year. Uh, plotting, planning, time, trying, trying to move up in the world, trying to make these plans, trying to make these moves, you know. Good, good. That's good, bro. That's really good. And it's funny you said house because I'm um, like um, working on getting a spot with one of my homies. And then uh, really the plan after that, after like a year or two, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a house. So, yeah, house is definitely in the plan in the next couple years for sure. That's the move. That's the move. But yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be podding with my bro. There's been a void. I haven't been able to pod. <laughs> I've been yeah. sick. It feels so much longer than what it what it's been. It's only been like three weeks, but it felt I don't know why I felt like two months or something. It felt long. Yeah, and 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 with with everything that happened while we were on break, it made it feel even longer because yeah. we lost one of our biggest influential, iconic. Mm -hmm skilled i don't know what else to say i, I don't even know what else to say uh, hip-hop mogul hip-hop mogul legend icon whatever you want to call him we lost one of the goats while yeah. we were on break and i didn't expect it to happen um we actually got the news during shaq's wedding <laughs> bro do you know what you know what the crazy part about getting the news about that was you remember we was talking about him the night before? Were we? Really? Remember when we was talking about Woodstock? Oh, yeah, we were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. The night before. You're right. We got the news. That's remember we was, like, we was sitting at your apartment, and we was talking about, we was talking about uh, superstars. Right. And then I, I had brought up the, the Woodstock DMX performance. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't know hardly any rappers that have done a performance that huge yeah. you know and then that next day that was when i was like dang that's crazy how he was talking about him like the night prior who was talking about him yeah man that's crazy so rest in peace to dmx that sounds so funny to say like yeah man this is this is this is crazy this is not this is not one of the one of the artists that i thought that we would be losing so soon you know what i'm saying he was he was 50 right he was 50, he was 50. too young exactly. He was exactly 50 he was 50 for real too young man he's too young um, and yeah 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 we were we were talking about him the night before with his woodstock performance which was an iconic performance uh, a lot of people like to say that half of the world was present it, looked uh, like it. it really looked like it for real for real for that performance and that was in 1999 if i'm not mistaken i mean it was 99 so he he was still he was still fresh at that time, man. Cause because it's dark and hell is hot came 98. out in '98. Oh, bro, I didn't even think about that. And flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood was also '98. He came out with two two classic two albums, number one albums in the two same number one albums in the same year. I'm just realizing Woodstock was in '99, and he released like his first two projects in '98. To be that. To do a performance that huge when you're practically a new artist, 
bro, that's insane. I didn't even realize. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. D- DMX, he, 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 uh, he, while he was here, he accomplished a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. I, I always say, um, I can't have, cause you know, when me and you start talking about our, our rapper, you know, top 10 rapper list, top 10, top 10 MC list. We have a bunch of different lists. We have like MC list, rapper list, best artist list. Um, I can't, I can't have a top 10 rapper list without putting DMX on it. Like there's no way that you can, that you can, if we're talking about accomplishments, we're talking about longevity, we're talking about consistency, we're talking about skill level. We're not going to even question DMX's pen. DMX is, is, is without a doubt a top 10 rapper of all time. And, you know, we've been saying this, we've said this before on the podcast and, you know, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. I was talking about it with Raquel the other day that, we got to witness his versus battle before him leaving. Bruh, I'm so, so happy that we, I'm so happy. We were sitting down watching that live together, me and you, even like we was on video or whatever. Um, bruh, that was such an experience, bro. I don't know, bro. It's just something about experiencing uh, just something in the present, like happening. It's just like you when you seeing history being made in front of you, it's just it feels so dope. And DMX, I, I always feel like DMX had moments like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's and, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get into it, man. He's been, you know, he's been a part of some of the greatest moments in hip hop within within the history of hip hop. He's been a part of some of the greatest moments, whether it be Rough Riders, whether it be his his ties with Hove and Rockefeller and uh, you know, Diddy and just all the different, different, you know, people that he's worked with throughout his career, all the people that he's influenced, um, you know, his feats, um, all the, uh, you know, like we just said, him putting out two number one albums, platinum albums, not to mention that those two albums are classics. It's Dark and Hell, it's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh, Butter of My Blood are two classic hip hop albums. Like when I look at the track list to Flesh of My Flesh, Butter of My Blood, that is a damn near perfect track list like if you you know we were talking about slipping we're talking about blackout we're talking about for my dogs we're talking like it's it's so many great records on that album um but i wanted to ask you man because dmx dmx is is one of those unique unique mcs where you know normally because you know i was born in 93 um normally you have older people you know tell us all the time like what you know about that type of music youngin like you don't know nothing about that DMX was such a unique artist because it doesn't matter how old you were or when you were born, you knew DMX's music. Like, I don't give a shit if you were born the same year that he came out. You heard DMX. You hear him somewhere on something, some movie, some commercial, something. It's like, that's, that's how big he was. He was so like, he was that big of an artist where you heard his stuff just randomly. Yeah, man. And I wanted to ask you, when can, do you remember the first time you heard a DMX record or the first time you maybe heard somebody play DMX? Cause I, I, it was, for me, it was Justin. Justin was the first person that I ever heard play DMX. And I'm just going to tell y'all right now, that's when my personality changed. <laughs> Shout out to Justin. I think, how old was I? I think I was like six or seven when I first heard DMX. I'm trying to see, what was the first song? I, don't, I can't remember what the first song, but I just remember when I heard them, 
I was just like, damn, he got like a lot of aggression. He just, he like, he he just sound like he rapping from the heart when every, when I first heard him. Like that's, that was just the reaction that I got. I can't remember exactly the first song, but I'll just be like, dang, he's, he's rapping like somebody that um, just got a lot on his heart and a lot of things to talk about. That's just, that was just like my thought. And that was my thought at like six and seven. I was like, dang, he just, he rapping like this. And I was just like, yeah, somebody that raps like this, like almost sounds like someone that's a prophet or uh, very deeply spiritual or something. And uh, yeah, that, that was my, that was my, I think that was around the age I was when I first heard him like six or seven. Yeah, I, I can agree. I think I think maybe the first time I heard him was probably maybe around the same age. I was probably like seven or something like that. But I remember the first record that I heard that Justin actually played for me was X is Coming. And wow. I just I just remember hearing that for the first time, that second verse. Because, you know, that, that second verse is probably one of the most disrespectful rap verses of yeah. all time. <laughs> And then for the people that don't know, the second verse was a very vicious verse. Uh, he had, it was the part when he was saying, I'm gonna take your daughter and I'm a raper right in front of you. Then ask you seriously, what you gonna do? Yo, he was, man, that guy was. I was like, yo, this, this guy's nuts. And I, he's one of those, he's one of those MCs that I put in that same box as Eminem. Like if Eminem and DMX had to come out today, they would get canceled so fast. Like oh, so fast. Nice. Even even Ghostface. Ghostface might get canceled too for some of the shit that he said. But um, yeah, man, I remember X is coming. X is coming. It was probably the first song that I heard by him, and I was I was intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. Um, DMX has has been a part of a lot of stories. Um, just me getting in trouble as a young kid. You know, I know a lot of us probably heard DMX's music, and we probably rapped the lyrics back, and we were cussing up a storm, and our parents were like, "What the f-? like? What the fuck are you?" What yeah. the fuck did you say? But DMX, he he uh like you said, man, he always had that that pain and that aggression in his music. And he's one of the he's one of the few rappers, few MCs that when you listen to his music, you can feel you can feel it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you can feel the energy. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, with DMX's with DMX's life and everything that he's been through. You know what I'm saying? He definitely was able to uh, put that in the music. Um, and, you know, again, you know, one of my favorite records is Slipping. Slipping is probably one of my favorite hip hop records. Favorite DMX song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite, favorite records of all time. Like just of any of any artist, like that's probably one of my favorite records of all time. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that was that was the first time I heard DMX. Uh, so like I said, like it doesn't matter how old you were, what year you were born, DMX. We we all grew up on DMX. Like we've all been influenced by DMX in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter where you're from. And at one point he was the biggest artist. Like DMX was the biggest artist in the world at one point. Yep. Um, you know, he he was he was one of the few artists that, that came out and, you know, cause you know, a lot of people say that Eminem, like the numbers that he does, it's like, it's, he's in his own like universe like nobody does Eminem numbers DMX was the first person that was doing quote-unquote Eminem numbers before there was even an Eminem so um yeah yeah man it, you know it, it's just crazy to to see him 
to see him go. Uh, you know, he has battled with uh, depression and drug use pretty much his whole entire career. Uh, if you listen to his music, um, you'll hear that, you know, he didn't really have a good relationship with his mom. She threw him out early. He was in and out of uh, group homes and homeless and, you know, didn't have anywhere to go um, a lot. And you can hear all of that in the music. You can hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can hear all that in the music. And I remember when we were talking about uh, the documentary. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch that yet, but the Rough Riders documentary. Um, I watched it. I watched actually, I think I've only watched, was it one or two parts of it? I need to catch up, honestly, because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I watched it and, you know, I mean, of course, we already know what DMX has been through and throughout his career, but that documentary, it really kind of, you got to hear his story from the people that were around him at the time, you know, uh, Eve and the locks and uh, Swiss beats and all the people that were working on his music with him and, you know, managers and stuff like that. And, and DMX is, you, you know, you have a, you have a few people in hip hop. We talked about this too. I think when Justin was here, uh, DMX was definitely one of those niggas in hip hop that was cut from a different cloth. Like oh, some, there, there are a few, a few dudes in hip hop that you don't mess with. And DMX was one of them dudes. I always felt that way about him ever since I was a kid. I was like, yeah, he one of them. He ain't no soft dude. Like you can't just run up on dude. At all, at all, man. And uh, you definitely saw a little bit of that in the documentary. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I can't. I can't believe that. You know. And the other day, I put up a tweet, and I was like we've lost MF Doom and DMX in less than a year. Like, That's crazy, bro. Those are like, they are like legends for real. Yeah, man. 100%. Like, wow. I'm talking about some people that whose music have like affected me. Just by, like some of the stuff they've said. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it and yeah, that's one hundred percent a fact, man. Every I feel like everybody in hip hop is influenced in some way, shape, or form by DMX. I remember Kendrick when Kendrick Lamar first came out, he said one of his favorite albums was "It's Dark and It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." Like, and that to me was was crazy because Kendrick Lamar is way you know what I'm saying, and that goes to what I'm saying. Like, you it doesn't matter when you were born, you know what I'm saying. You were influenced by DMX in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I was just uh, just thinking to myself as well, just thinking about how difficult it was for him, you know, to battle depression and, and drug addiction. He, he really made me sit down and think about how the music industry is a really fucked up place because it is. I even, I even think that, that, you know, on the on the tail end of his career, he was like bankrupt. Like I don't even think he had. I was just about to bring that up. Like he, he was um, like he did not have much money, from what I from what I like what I heard or read. I was like, dang, to to sell all of those like all of those records and like to have a career like that he had. 
and to be bankrupt is like I couldn't imagine. Yeah, and, and that's something that that I was thinking about. I think I think we have to. There has to be something set up in the music industry where artists like DMAs can be taken care of because it, it's, it's really sad, excuse me, that you have somebody like DMX who comes in and they make, I'm pretty sure he made the label hundreds of millions of dollars. Man. With, with sales, with tours. Um, and, and then him to for him to just be left out there on the street like you know what I'm saying like and I, and I don't know I don't have the answers I don't I don't know like what what the answer is or what should be done but it's just like uh black Rob like rest in peace of black black Rob like oh man and black Rob man I mean I, I I don't know if this is true but right before he passed away I saw um stories saying that he had been like broken homeless for a long time and it's just, that's crazy to me like that that's insane like you mean to tell me that diddy couldn't have done something you know what i'm saying and i just think that uh it, it, it goes back to the conversation that we had about wayne like there just has to be something within the industry where these artists get taken care of because it's you know and you know we, we've talked about this before we talked about this before you know what i'm saying the industry is run by a bunch of uncultured you know what i'm saying motherfuckers who don't know shit about shit yeah so it's just, it's just unfortunate it's unfortunate that that he had to go like this you know what i'm saying yeah. um he you know him him overdosing it's it's <sighs> it's sad and you know i i remember i would watch interviews that he would do and you know you could just you could just tell by his mannerisms that he was just really, really affected by the drugs. You know what I'm saying? I When I tell you, I used to just randomly, but I don't know why DMX used to just be on my, like, like he would just, I would think about him and I'd be like, man, something about DMX is like weighing heavy on my heart. And randomly, I would just watch an interview. And then I, when I watched the interview, and I hear him talking, I'd be like, man, you know, I was like, there's some drugs. Uh, he's taking this. It's making his, I don't know, it's, it's something about his speech that's making, you can hear drugs uh, when he's talking. And um, I remember when he went on uh, Ayanla, and that was. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was just. That episode in particular, you know, with his son. Like yeah, with, his oldest, with his oldest son, I was like, man, this is rough. I was just watching that the other day, and uh yeah, you could, yeah, you could, you could definitely tell, man. Like you could, yeah, he he he's been through, he's been through some shit, and you know, I've seen a lot of people um place blame on. I think the story with his dad uh, letting him actually sniff cocaine for the first time. I'm not sure like what the specifics are with that. Um, uh, I think his, um, I, I don't know if it was his dad. I think it was a, a cousin or a friend. They, mm. gave him, they gave him some weed and they laced it with cocaine. And uh I remember watching who was he telling the story to? I forgot. 
but he started crying in the middle of telling the story because he was just like, why would you lace it? He was like, I was only like 14. He was like, why would you lace the weed with cocaine? And uh, yeah, that's, man, that probably was the beginning of everything. You know what I'm saying? It, it probably started at a young age and then he probably just got addicted and it just almost became a lifestyle because, yeah, man, they say he's been, they said he was battling drugs for a long time. He was in and out of rehab. Oh, yeah. And, and then when he would get out of rehab, because I would remember watching videos of like when he get like when he got out of rehab and he would seem like he was doing better. And then it was like, he's back on it again. It was like, man. Uh, so it's almost like you would, we could literally see him going through it in front of us i it, it was crazy it was scary to see that it's really really scary because i think about people like amy winehouse and it's like you just want to help that person and you just you looking at it happen in front of you and it's like what can you even do you know what i'm saying it's it's so it's like the saddest thing in the world seeing that yeah, it's, it's funny that you brought up Amy Winehouse. I just got done watching the Salam Remy interview with uh, The Breakfast Club. Uh, he was her producer. And uh, I think Charlemagne asked him, like, you know, what do you think you could have did? Or what do you think if there was anything you could have done to save her? And he was just like, no, because once you're once you're that far gone, like, it's just like you 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 were the only person that could literally save yourself from that yeah you have to say like you you can only save yourself i, I had a conversation uh with ari uh yesterday actually and uh yeah it's when we, we were talking about uh, you know you can only save yourself even you being super close with a friend if like when that when that person gets by themselves like i mean you know people be like you shouldn't lead a person by themselves or whatever, but it's gonna be a moment you can't be there every second of the day with that person. And if that if if the drugs is like is accessible, they just gonna do it and just you can't save them. It's even if it's your best friend, you be like, how do how do you even stop this? And, and I'd be thinking about people like DMX and people like Amy Winehouse, and I'm like, dang, like nobody yeah, yeah. could save them it was just like they just yeah man it's it's sad though it's sad when you're seeing it happen in front of you I, i'll be imagining the people that were super close with dmx and they were just like this man is like wow like he's my friend but and i can talk to him but i can't stop for him yeah, and you know, I I remember uh, talking to Justin about this as well, man. It's it it really just hurt me because, mm-hmm. like we said, man, to see to see him be this big, massive artist making all this money and selling all these records, and then just having nothing. Like it's just we have to do better. You know what I'm saying? We have to do better. Like. You know, it, it's probably it 100% probably difficult the way you're saying. Like, there was probably people around him. They were probably yes men at the time. They probably didn't really know, you know what I'm saying, what to do or what to say. He was making a lot of money. He had so much access to it. He could probably get it whenever he wanted to. Um, I remember in the documentary, uh, him saying that there was uh, shows that he was supposed to go to and he ended up not going because he wanted, you know, you know what I'm saying, he wanted to do drugs and 
Um, mm-hmm. I think there was one story where he was like in a hotel room or something like that. And he was like going crazy. Like he had a gun and he like accidentally shot. I don't know if he shot himself or shot somebody. I can't remember what the story was, but I just feel like, you know, it, we got to figure out a way to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a bigger thing here. It's, it's a bigger thing. It's not even just about the music. Like it's a bigger thing. It's a bigger issue to you know we talked about battling, battling demons bro you gotta defeat those demons it's that was a demon like that was just he it was of drugs it just couldn't get off of him like it just he just get he it just swallowed him bro and it's just like whoo i just def- i definitely agree with you in that but like i was also thinking to myself like i think the music industry is evil and like, that too and that too it's it's like uh, well, and I was, it's funny we was, uh, how I brought up Amy Winehouse. I was actually watching this thing when uh, of Most Deaf last night talking about Amy because Most Deaf and Amy Winehouse were really close. Like she used to come to his house and all of that. And she's, and he was talking about how in the, the music industry, like capitalism and all of it, it, they don't care about your feelings. It's, they here to make money. And, you know, even people with you, like it'd be people around you, they, they be there to make money. And so, like, and they don't have the talent that you have, so they be so it be these money opportunities, and they be like, no, let's get this money. When you should just be like, one day, like I, I'm shutting everything down. I just I need a mental, physical, emotional break. And he was saying he was telling Amy to take care of herself, and you know, like you're a writer, so you're you're controlling the whole narrative, so. He's like, if it's your tour bus, he's like, we can stop the bus right now if you don't want to do the tour at all. He's like, you're controlling the narrative. It's your bus. Everybody on the bus is there because of you. And I feel like that about DMX. Like, I feel like he can control, he could control the narrative, but it might have been, you know, the industry was. Uh, you need to get these records and and even with him before he passed i was watching an interview he did uh, on drink champs and he was finishing up the album like his newest album and i was like man like and you know of course i'm ready to hear it or if it's finished or whatever but i just know or i feel like the industry is just no, when is the next record? When is the next this? You know what i'm saying it's, it it don't care about feelings it's just it's just money. And uh, yeah, bro, the industry is a, I feel like the industry is an evil, cold place. If, if you don't have, you know, I'm saying if, if you don't, not saying they don't care about themselves, but you got to just love yourself deeply and be like, I can't do this right now. I need some time off. I need a mental break. And uh, yeah, bro, I feel like the industry will have you working until you die and where you got to almost where to make you want to get on drugs you just be like oh i i this is stressful i i need something to cope and yeah man i feel like that happened with amy winehouse i felt like that happened with michael jackson prince um bmx like bro it's it's vicious out here you gotta really really love yourself yeah i agree I agree with that 100. percent That's that's some deep shit, man. That's that's crazy. And you are absolutely correct. Whenever you say that, they are the ones that can control the narrative. 
Yeah, I just think I just think that it's it, it can be difficult at times. Someone you know who has actually had demons and dealt with that before, yeah. it's difficult to just kind of lift yourself up and and get away from that. Um, yeah. And you know I feel like DMX just had so much. He just had so much shit that happened yeah. in his life that it was it was it was probably just a lot. It was a lot. It was it was just too much. And you know I remember watching. Um, the clip when he was on what's the what's the name of the lady that we just said ayala yeah he was on her show and um she asked him you know are you are you content with you know with with the way your life has gone the way your career has gone and he said yeah like i i'm i'm even though i'm you know hooked on drugs like he said that i'm i i would i did what i was supposed to do while i was here so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. He was like, I'm good. And then she asked him, you know, she was like, uh, whenever you first did the, the cocaine, like whenever the, the weed was laced with cocaine or whatever, uh, where was God at whenever you did that? And he was like, he was right there next to me. He was. He was he right was. there next to me. God, and see, I, and, and that's the thing about Ayanda. I'll be like, yo, she got to chill when she says stuff like that. I, I do feel like God was still present. Because what, what did he say on that? And he's like, he's like, I always feel like I'm where God, where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Even with me doing drugs, even with me, that's how I feel. I do feel like God is still with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that just shows you how deeply spiritual. I almost feel like he showed her something by saying that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because you know, she, you know, she banks herself on being such a deep spiritual person, but I feel like at that moment he showed her how that's why that interview was so deep because he showed her like nah let me show you how spiritual i can get god was still there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. even with the drug even even with me battling that demon like uh, fighting drugs god was still there and like man and, and it's it's things like that that i loved about dmx he was teaching people something even in his like all of this fiasco he had going on in his head and his reality, it was like, I still, I'm still spiritual. I can still, I can still like show you something deep or tell you something deep. And that's what, that's the part of the interview where I feel like I was like, Ayala can't even, I don't even think she can comprehend what he just said. Maybe she can, but she just don't, she don't think God was there. And I was like, you know, God was, God was still in the midst. Yeah, that man man was man. There ain't nobody like DMX, bro. That man was so powerful. Just his prayers when you would just hear him talk on the stage, like there was no, there will never be another DMX, bro. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Because he is, it's almost like he uh, he had balance. Like he balanced the two. He balanced. He balanced being spiritual. Yesterday, I was like. You can see the demons, but you can see the God side. Like you can see yeah. the angel and the demon, like meshed. Like even on the albums, like it was yeah. just like that. People are not showing the good and the bad side. They just showing you like, oh, it's all the bad side, or all oh, it's all the good side. Right. You know, bro, he was he was just authentic, bro. There's nobody that showed that in music like him. The good and the evil side. I mean, people tell you the good, 
And they tell I mean, I guess they tell you the evil side, but it's the way he did it was, I don't know, you could just hear the spiritual battles, you know what I'm saying? And nobody talked about it like him. That that man was different, bro. He really was. That that's why this death was so intense to me. This wasn't, we didn't just lose a regular person, bro. This man was just. I don't know. He he was iconic, bro. Yeah, we 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 lost we lost an angel. Yeah, man. He was really just like you say. He's cut from a different cloth, bro. He he really was. Dmx different. I would randomly watch Dmx interviews just because I was like, yeah. I I always just felt like I could get a lesson or something out of an interview. He would just something he would teach me. Is man, that dude was. Yeah, man, it, it just, it went beyond music. He he went beyond, he was so much, he was bigger than music, bro. Oh, yeah, he yeah. he was an actor. He did acting, yeah, uh, he was you know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he rapped. I, I was just watching uh, Belly the other day. Oh, man. I was watching Belly the other day. I just go back and just watch all of the DMX stuff, because, bro, he was, I don't know, just, he, he was just another level of, like, a, just the spiritual being that he was. He was man. Yeah, man. And, and I, I feel like he touched so many people. It's just ridiculous. That's why I feel like his this death was just, I don't know, man. It, it's it's gonna affect me. It's it's going to affect me for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was telling Justin, I was like, I ain't gonna never be able to like now when I hear slipping, it's gonna just be that oh, much more painful man. to me. That just when you when you said that it just that did something to me just now. Just when like, I hear it, when I listen to that yeah, record, it's gonna be that much more painful to me. Like just just those first the first oh, few lines of that song is just bro. I got chills just thinking about that. Like oh man, that's crazy. Oh, uh, and yeah, man, and and just black men's mental health, bro, is man. We, I talk about this all the time. I talk about this all the time. Like we gotta. I I I love that we're like advocates for that, and uh, it's it's a real thing, bro. It's man. It's yeah, men, mental health is it's it's a it's a sickness, and it's not it's not taken you know as serious as it should as it should yeah. be, and um, you know we 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 just saw that. We see it all the time, you know. We see we see a lot of people that go through that have mental health issues, and nobody really, nobody yeah. really says anything or does anything about it until it's too late. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we just have to we have to we have to figure out what we can do to help our brothers and sisters who are going through mental health issues, especially, <coughs> excuse me, especially within the black community, because oh, yeah, our trauma, our trauma is is endless. You know what yep. I'm saying, and uh, you know I feel like there there was a, a time when I was like maybe the industry like shunned DMX because he mm. he started to to realize all the evil that was within the industry, which is why he at the I want to say around 2006 2007 is when he kind of changed his his content. You know, he started talking about God a lot more and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started doing the prayers and stuff a lot more and you know may- maybe it's a thing where the industry just like completely just shut him out 
because I'm, I'm telling you, man, like I, I really don't understand how he went from having all like platinum plaques and all this money to not having anything and not having anybody in his corner. I mean, like, come on, like somebody like Swizz Beats, like Jay, somebody could have, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody could have did something. I'm not saying that they should give him like, you know, $20 million or something like that. But I mean, make sure that he gets the proper help that he needs. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure it was one of those things where as soon as we got the news that he OD'd and he was on life support, I'm pretty sure a bunch of motherfuckers were just like, damn, like, I wish I would have been there. Like, I wish I would have called him. I wish I would have said something to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it was one of those situations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we had to lose a legend in 2021. Yep. I'm, I'm sad. And the rest of the year ain't gonna feel the same. It ain't gonna feel the same for a long time. Uh, what I didn't, bro. I, I always had this. Um, I always wanted to meet DMX, bro. I was just like, man, I always wanted to shake hands or like hug, dude. Like, man, I, bro, he was just one of those people. I was just like, I want to see him in the flesh because he's, yeah. yeah, man, that that guy was just totally different. He was totally different than a lot of people. It's there would never be another person like him, bro. Like I, I don't think there would there would never be a, another DMX. That that guy was just and nobody. I mean, you know, of course, people like are imitating him in some form or fashion because you know he had an influence that touched a lot of rappers after him. But um, there's no rapper that can do what he does the way he does it. And uh, yeah, he really was just in his own lane. He wasn't like Jay. He wasn't like like he wasn't like Jay Z. He wasn't like Biggie or Busta Rhymes or uh, like even all these different people from New York and, or just rappers. Period. There's nobody that he was trying to be like or um, I don't know. He's just in his own lane. And uh, yeah, man, he really was special, bro. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of uh, like hardcore rappers that came before DMX, but DMX was the hardcore rapper. Yeah. He was the definition of hardcore hip hop. You know I me, mean? I love I love hardcore hip hop. I love that street shit. I love that. Yeah. That's what I love to Dang. listen to. And Dang. I feel like DMX was was that, but on a super 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 mainstream level. Oh and yeah. Yeah, I don't. He, he, hit the, he hit the plateau that uh a lot of street rappers won't get like that amount of fame. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, like I said, that, I don't know if rappers will reach that fame talking about the things that he talked about. Yeah, like I like I said, he he was he was our Eminem. He was the black. He was the black Eminem. Like he's. I'm not trying to compare them to, but I'm just yeah. saying in terms of their content and just how. You know, outlandish they are with their with their lyrics and the crazy shit that they be saying. Like he's he was definitely that. Yeah, man. Um, I agree with you. We'll we'll never we'll never see that again. Like we'll never be able to to witness that ever again. Like twenty years down the line, thirty years, forty, bro. I don't. We're not gonna see a nobody like him. Not not in this sensitive ass generation that we live in. Nah, no yeah. way. There's, there's no, we're not going to get that again. He was really a one in a billion. We will not see that 
in in rap and just people period he was one of one he was like uh what's that line that killer mike said he said i think he said like when i die when i die i'm a uh that's it i'm a one of one my style is gone that's how, yeah. that's how i feel that's how i feel about dmx yeah there's nobody like him bro yeah special bro yeah he was a part of some of some of the greatest moments in hip-hop history uh rough riders Mm-hmm. Uh, all the stuff that he did with the locks, classic, classic shit. All the Jada kiss back and forth. Uh, you know, he was he, he had some issues with Hove, him, him yeah. getting into a beef with Hove for a while there. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, man, he was, yeah, man, he's man, iconic moments, bro. The worst yeah. performance, like we were talking about. I think we talked about it on here. There was supposed to be a before um, the Murder Inc. that we know today. There yeah. was supposed to be an actual Murder Inc. crew with Jay Z, DMX, and Ja Rule. I'm not sure why. I that, did. Hear, I did hear about that. Yeah. I'm not sure why that never happened, but wow. <laughs> that would have been that would have been dope. That would have been some crazy shit. Like if they would have at least gave us like one project, oh man, oh that would have been crazy. Yeah, that would have been that would have been crazy, but wow. Yeah, man. Uh, what? Don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but what's your favorite DMX project? Uh, I think that would have to be. I think it might have to be the. Uh, it's dark and, and hell is hot. Have to be my favorite uh, DMX. His first two projects, honestly, for me, are just like his greatest projects to me. Yeah, I wanna I wanna run through the track list mm-hmm. of it's it's dark and hell is hot because that album is yeah. incredible. Uh, mine would be Flesh in My Flesh, Blood in My Blood, uh, mm-hmm. for for various reasons. But uh, it switches for me sometimes between those two albums too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right off, right off the bat, after the intro, we have Rough Riders Anthem, track two. That's listen. That's one of the most iconic records ever. Like as soon as that song starts to, with the horns, mm-hmm. it's it's over with. Like the it, it's done. Like <laughs> we've been, bro. You know how many concerts me and you have been to. When the DJ would play that, yeah, man. Every time, bro. Every yeah. time we, every time we, I'm talking about multiple concerts we've been to. Uh, me and Tim, they would play this song, and everybody, everybody would be going crazy. That's, that's how the song is. Yeah, man. That that's one of those. That's one of those uh, records where we talked about before, uh, like Fifty Cent in the Club. That's like a smash hit record. Like, yeah, man. Rough yeah. Riders Anthem is a smash, and I feel like that's gonna be one of those songs that you can play forever. You can play that shit forever. So it's, it's a timeless. It's a timeless record. Yep. Uh, fucking with D, classic. Uh, look through my eyes. Man, he he made he made some of the most some of the most painful. Yeah, man. Just man, like he 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 put his heart like out there, like you know what I'm saying. His heart was on his sleeve, and 
emotions were just all through the records, man. Uh, Get at me, dog, with Sheik Loot from the Locks, mm-hmm. classic. Uh, Let me fly is another one of those songs that I'll probably never be able to listen to the same ever again. Yeah, that that record, that record and slipping are probably gonna make me cry when I listen to it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, man. X is coming. One of the most disrespectful records right. ever made. I might listen to both of these albums tonight, honestly. One of the most disrespectful records ever made. Listen, a rapper will never be able to come out with a song where in the second verse he's talking about raping a nigga's daughter. Bro, as soon as the song dropped, they might arrest the dude. <laughs> as soon Damn. as he played the first line. Fam. Uh, Damien. I, said, I always thought Damien was a dope concept record. That was uh, him talking to the voice in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to make it like almost having like the, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. Tell you, that was all throughout his music. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was a dope concept record. Uh, How's it going down is probably one of, another one of the most disrespectful records of all time. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, crime story. Stop being greedy. Yeah, man, this is yeah, bro. ATF for my dogs. I can feel it. Niggas done started something. Yeah. Oh my lord. That is one of the greatest. Yeah, man. That's one of the greatest posse cut records of all time. I don't care what nobody says. I love the posse cut records, bro. I always know. That that niggas done started something and guillotine off of uh only built for Cuban links. Only built for Cuban links, yeah. Yep. Bruh. So yeah, that damn near perfect track list for that. Uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Same That's thing, man. Track list too. Same thing, same thing, man. You have, man. We don't give a fuck with Jada Kiss and Styles P. Bring your whole crew. Ain't no way coming. Uh, coming from with Mary J. Blige. Uh, slipping, blackout. Slip. Yeah. Blackout. One another one of the greatest posse cut records. Blackout. Not to take it away from DMX, but. I don't want to hear nobody tell me that Jay-Z can't rap. Like, I don't want to hear it. I was thinking about Jay-Z early, and I was like, bro, he really is an underrated lyricist. Underrated motherfucking lyricist. Listen to his verse on the blackout and and come back to me and tell me that Jay-Z can't rap. I don't want to hear it. Yep, exactly. Uh, Dogs for Life, Heat. Man, this man man had a a lot of... uh, His first two albums in the same year. That's crazy. Classic, and then there was X uh, with "What's My Name" and uh, "What These Bitches Want from a Nigga." I remember that song. Yo, classic <laughs> shit, man. Listen, DMX, man. DMX has a, has a has a a great catalog. Like when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was X, uh, the Great Depression. The Great Depression. Yep. Yeah, Grand Champ. He, yeah, man. He, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of dope, a lot of dope projects, man. Um, I, I actually hope they still release this this new project. Um, I, I just remember him saying it was practically finished. Yeah, I definitely think they're gonna release it. Um, I remember him saying that he had uh, Griselda, like Benny. I was just about to say that. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, he got he got uh, Griselda on the album. I'm like, oh, I've been waiting to hear that, man. I'm so happy that they were able to make that happen because I saw the footage of mm-hmm. him meeting Benny the Butcher for the first time. Yeah, and Bruh. I'm so glad that they were able to they were able to make that happen. Like, I'm so happy. happy about that, and uh, and, and it just shows you who he was really re- who he really respected in hip hop of of the like the newer generation rappers and because Griselda honestly they they the they the most lyrical group right now they they the, they popping right now as like lyricists and, and like Freddie Gibbs like the Griselda movement Freddie Gibbs uh you know like Pusha T and just people like that yeah I I just I love that he did some music with with Griselda uh Man, cause I was I was like, man, I want to hear this, and yo, he he got that in, bro. He was just like, let me slip in, uh, get Griselda. Um, and he did that before he passed. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm 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 sad, man. I'm sad that we have to we have to let we have to let DMX go, man. But the music will live on forever. Forever. The influence. Yes. Yeah, the influence is gonna is gonna live on forever. And <sighs> rest in peace to DMX, man. I, I I remember when when I when we first got the news, I was just like, I don't even feel comfortable saying DMX and rest in peace in the same like sentence. Like I can't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got to witness the the versus battle. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about the the documentary. Um, I feel like we we've championed DMX a lot on this podcast, and you know I know everybody that that loves hip hop like we do. We all we all were influenced by DMX in some way, shape, or form. We all have stories of us getting in trouble listening to DMX's music, and it's, it's he's a, he was he was a very unique man. He was very unique in a lot of different ways. He was a very unique artist. Um, I know God has a place for a special place for him in heaven. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that, that we were able to be alive to experience a man like DMX, an artist like DMX. And, uh, yeah, man, we love you, DMX. Yeah. RIP DMX, man. One of my regrets is never seeing him live. Facts. Facts is one of my biggest regrets too. I think he came to Dallas a few times. We were going to concerts, I think. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he was on back then. I, I, think, I think he had went to um what was the what was the one spot? I, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been there. Where we saw Lupe. I think he might have possibly been there. The bomb factory. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Or not the bomb factory. Um, I'm sorry, not the bomb factory. Uh, 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 uh Gas Monkey Live. Gas Monkey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might have performed there, and I'm really to this day. I'm like, why didn't we go? I don't know because we we, a couple regrets in life, and that's one of them. That one in the in the in the J Electronica comment, man, and the man, it's oh, and when I keep when I think about that, I be like, why, how, and why? What was going on in my head when? I wasn't jumping on trying to go see him. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm pretty sure DMX would have been one of them, one of them type of rappers that probably would have let us 
walk up to him and talk to him and shake his hand and man he, he he was he seemed like he was a he was just a good soul you know what i'm saying he was yeah, a good man, soul. that's what that's what i love about him bro he was just he really was just different bro and uh yeah you can just tell he had a genuine you know heart bro and uh even when it, it looked like he was crazy to some to some people and he was just lashing out I was like, nah, y'all, I don't think people understand who he really is, you know. But yeah, man, RIP DMX, man. We we love you, man. For real. Yeah, man. Salute, salute to and rest in peace to one of our greatest MCs, greatest rappers, greatest artists ever. Like I said, there is no top 10 rapper list without DMX on it. Um, you have to have DMX on your list. Um with everything that he's accomplished, it's it's no question. Um so yeah, man. Rest in peace to DMX, man. Uh, that's not not the person. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to die. You know what I'm saying? But he's definitely not somebody that I wanted to lose. And I know a lot of people were affected by yeah. him. So yeah, and I think uh, I think this weekend is supposed to be the memorial. Uh, I yeah. saw. Uh, I, think, I think it's going to be on YouTube live. So are you going to be tuning into that? Oh yeah, definitely. He's like, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I think Swiss Beats is trying to get Kanye to perform. That's what I was about to say. He said I did see that story today where they said that Swiss Beats had reached out to Kanye to see. Oh man, that'd be that's actually gonna be pretty powerful if if Kanye performs at DMX's. Man, because because yeah. DMX actually showed up to uh, one of the Sunday services and he he did like a prayer and all of that. At uh, bro, it might just hit me when that happened, bro. When Kanye or somebody perform, it might hit me, bro. Man. His memorial, his memorial is gonna be a big moment because I think it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of people together. Um, a lot of people that probably haven't you know seen eye to eye or other, yeah, yeah, been been on the same page for for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like Dame and and Hove and. Mm-hmm. You know, Swiss Beats and you know all the people that kind of weren't weren't seeing eye to eye, locks and all of them weren't seeing eye to eye back then. Um, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great to 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 bring some of those people together, and, and it'll be it'll be uh, one of those things where we can look at it like and, and kind of like reminisce, like reminisce about those classic those classic times and those classic moments that we had. So, yeah, man, this weekend is gonna be. Man, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be beautiful, but rough at the same time. Cause that's I know I, I know they're gonna put together a beautiful ceremony for him, but just thinking about it is just I know it's gonna be sad, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. But uh, for last time, rest in peace, DMX. We love right. you. Love you, man. Look at us sitting here hacking like we know him or some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I, bro, I felt like I did. That's the thing about his music. It yeah, just, I feel you. I feel you. feel like the reality, his reality made it feel like you could relate to what was going on. And so, yeah, bro, it's... No, I feel it, you. That effect on people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. I'm, I'm just playing. because I, I feel like with, with me and you, like we we have a huge connection to a lot of the artists that we listen to. And I mean, it's perfectly fine for us to feel connected to our favorite artists. 
in a way. Um, they, you know, uh, DMX had a lot of a lot of stuff that he talked about in his music that niggas could relate to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like black people could relate to, and you know, I mean, it's okay to feel like you know you he he touched you to the point to where you know you feel like you know him. Yeah, bro. I I know people that are like cried over. I'm talking about people that I know. They cried over. Whitney Houston, they like they felt like they knew Whitney Houston. It was. I am not gonna lie. I did shed a tear when Michael Jackson passed away. I ain't gonna lie. Same. I'm not gonna lie. Michael, Michael Jackson had a huge influence on my life. I ain't gonna lie about that. Like the world, bro. It's. Yeah. Oh yeah. People that don't even know English. You say Michael Jackson, they know who that is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I always think to myself, man, like. It would have been so much more harsh, like if we were if we were born in the era or were old enough in the era when Biggie and Pac died. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be, oh man, that would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt so bad. Because you remember the 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 one time I was telling you, uh, or I was I was asking you, or I was like, well, how would it have been if we were our age now in the '90s? Oh man, we look look we like, us at twenty. Maybe not even 27, maybe like 24, 25-ish. Like, I was like, how would that have been just us now, but in the 90s? Like, we would, like that Wu-Tang era, that DMX. We would that, definitely be in the music industry in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like, I'll be thinking about, oh, yo, that would be a crazy time. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, rest in peace, man. Um. We got a, a celebration, man. We uh we've been potting for a year. Yeah, yeah, man. For a whole entire year. Yes, sir. Oh man, that's yes, crazy. Sir. That is so crazy. We we put out 50 episodes in a year. Yeah. That is insane. 50 episodes, man. Um man, like what 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 are some of what are some of your favorite moments? <laughs> you know, favorite. I, I thought about that earlier today. Like when I was at work, I was thinking about some of my favorite moments. And honestly, one of my favorite moments was actually the first episode. And that's because we were talking about Jay Electronica, right? And you know, you know what? I what I love uh is when we when we predict something and how the other like how one of us would be like, I don't know about that. And then later on it actually was real. <laughs> <laughs> like like perfect example. Uh the, the one episode where we was talking about two chains and Rick Ross. And then in my mind, I was like, I don't know if two chains is just gonna kill Rick Ross. And then he was like, he was like, bro, he's going to wash him. And then I thought about it later on. I was like, dang, he actually might wash him. And then I saw the versus battle. Then he did wash him. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. But I was thinking about the first episode. And I was like, bro, this this ain't the album. This ain't the J Electronica album. This ain't it. Yeah. I feel like there's another album tucked away. And he was like, no, there's not another album. <laughs> <laughs> And then later on, the, the other one came out, like it was leaked. And I was like, this is what the first album was supposed to sound like. Because we kept getting the, the uh, you know, the delays on his album. And then, you know, a written testimony came out. And then when we heard what was originally supposed to come out first, I was like, this is what I imagined. 
when I was thinking of a jail electronica like first album and uh uh, what what's the one song like with the dinner at Tiffany's? Mm -hmm. I was yep. to uh, um, Shiny Suit Theory. Yep. Yeah, I, that's how I imagined the album. I imagined this, just artistic songs like that venturing into another song, and it was like, because that album sounds like an experience. Not saying that I don't love a written testimony because I still listen to it, but when I heard a written testimony, I was like this ain't it i'm telling you i was like i don't feel there's another album in the vault somewhere and and, and it was there like i was like and then it, it, it got leaked and i listened to it, i was like this is one of the best things i've ever heard I was like, this is what i imagine his first album would sound like so but not episode one was definitely one of my first episodes even though that was like our first episode and you know we was trying to get better that was still one of my favorite ones because it, it made me laugh thinking about uh, even episodes later where we were predicting things and how if you would say something, I'd be like, I don't think that's going to happen or I'm not sure. And, and then later on, it, it happened, like literally happened after you said it or I said it. And so, but uh, episode one is probably one of my favorite moments that I can think of. Do you got like a favorite episode or a moment? I always, I always go back to episode six. I, I, I like it whenever we, that was when we discussed uh, Make the Stallion and we were breaking down, uh, you know, different kind of deals and 360 deals and artists getting fucked over by labels and you know, the industry needs to do better. We need to take better care of our artists. Um, I like, I like doing episodes like that because, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of aspiring artists that don't have that information. And I want, I want people to come to our podcast and I want them to be able to take something away from it. So you don't even necessarily have to be an artist. If you're just somebody who wasn't aware of, uh, of something, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want people who, who people that are into music, you know, as much as we are to be able to walk away from our podcast with, with some information. So I think, you know, that's always been a thing for me. I like more so like, even when I watch like the breakfast club and stuff like that, I like the informational interviews. I like yeah. where, you like the you like the gems, the jewels that yeah, they like I like I like stuff like that. So when I when I go back, I was just I was even listening to episode six of the podcast and I was just like like we were still new. We were still trying to figure out our conversation, but we bodied that shit. Like I feel like me educating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Edutainment. Entertained by education. Yeah, you know there you go. Was, that's always something I've been into, though. I've always been entertained by education. Even though I'm entertained by entertainment, I've always been entertained by education. But uh, yeah, man, I, I love being educated. Even though I don't like the education system, I like being educated. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. Saying? Yeah, that's that's really all. That's really all I want. I mean, I want I want to give the people good content, but I want people to to come to our show and you know feel like they 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 can they, they were able to take something away from our yeah. conversation and um i'm trying to think of because i'm pretty sure there were some other episodes that we did that were similar to that um i liked whenever we discussed uh i think it was episode 12 if i'm not mistaken when we talked about the joe rogan thing I might have to go through some of these. Hold on. This, we did so many. Yeah, I just like, it's hard to remember like when we talked about 
Man. certain things but i think it was episode 12 when we talked about the joe rogan uh deal and we talked about podcasting and uh how podcasting is pretty much about to you know take over and it's the new new uh new way to give dialogue um on a high level or at a high level and uh i also like uh the episodes where we talk where we do album reviews too i love those i love when we when we talked about the run the jewels album i liked it when we talked about nas um, I loved it when we broke down the uh, the Tiana Taylor project, and oh, uh, yeah. that was that was a good one. That was yeah. a really good. One. Yeah, I like it whenever we uh, break albums down, kind of explain, give backstory, and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, what was, what do you think was, because I, I have one of the episodes that I feel like was difficult. <laughs> For us to do, do you think? Do you think you? Uh, is there any episode that you found hard, just as far as like maybe trying to get a point across or trying to explain something without offending people? Or um, I, mean, I always I, say episode twenty when we talked about Nick Cannon, that was a difficult episode for me. Yeah, that I was. You know, I was gonna bring that one up. That that was a rough one because. Uh, dealing with the industry and then trying to be you know politically correct politically correct the culture you know what i'm saying how you have to word certain things because you know you say some you know you know he was dealing with uh viacom and you know it's back now uh, yeah. a lot of not it's back now but it was just certain things you say can it's and, and you know, some people be like, "Well, would you rather be free and and say that, or just, you know, be a slave to the system?" Or you know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty hard one. Uh, I think one that was uh, it was intense to talk about was the the George Floyd one was uh, the the politics as usual the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bringing that up because you know. We just got the verdict about George Floyd, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it, but, you know, it's something. But it's like I'm happy, but it's it's something that should have been happening like a couple thousand uh, people ago, yeah. Black people, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm happy, but at the same time, it's... We still it's, got work to do. Yeah, we got a lot more work to do. It's it's like happy with something that should have been the norm already. Right. And, and, you know, the crazy thing about that is, is it's like with, with the verdict that we got, it's like we weren't, we weren't expecting that. We were expecting him to just yeah. walk, walk we away. To be, you know, like a Trayvon Martin, yeah. like all of these black people that we've heard about getting shot by the cops or shot by somebody and they not get any type of consequence dealing with that just uh probation or suspended or it was just like they wasn't getting fired they wasn't or they would get fired but they wasn't going to jail they wasn't it was there was nothing and uh yeah and it was like that's a little taste of feeling like we got some type of justice and some type of it's like we could breathe a little bit and not really. <laughs> but not really. 
but not really. Yes. Yeah. And then that same day, I think they said a 15 year old got shot by a cop. And mm-hmm. I was like, we can't catch a break, bro. Yeah, man. And, yeah. Uh, but that was probably one of my favorite but hard episodes to do because I just love, um, you know, just talking about how, you know, like people, we need to come together, how, uh, yeah, how we just got to, you know, challenge the system, how we have to, you know, we got to wrestle with the system and, uh, you know, just speak our truth. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that was probably my favorite uh, episode eleven. Uh, politics as usual. Yeah, that was definitely a difficult episode. Uh, I want to go back to circle back around to episode twenty. Uh, the reason why I said that one was one of the hardest ones for me is because, again, we had to uh, we had to be sort of politically correct and kind of tiptoe around certain certain things in that episode and. Uh, Nick Cannon was was speaking his truth at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember, I, don't, I can't remember what my, I think my stance on it was, was that he was wrong for saying what he said, because you can't really just say whatever you want, whenever you work for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you and, can't, say, that's right. You can't say, you're working for Viacom. You're not, it's not a black owned, you can say whatever you want on something you own, but if you're on something under something that you don't own, I mean, you can't really say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a pretty a pretty difficult conversation to have because while some of the things that he said, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it. You know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, know, I, I, don't, I don't want nobody to get no soundbite of this and be like, "Tim said this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. That, that's why I'm saying that episode was was it was difficult to have a conversation about that because y'all know, y'all know, y'all know what I'm trying. Y'all to say. know what it is. <laughs> y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But um, no, I, I agree with you uh, in regards to the George Floyd conversation because if you remember that. We originally had a 40 minute conversation about George Floyd for episode 10, remember? Mm-hmm. And I called you and I was like, yo, like I don't think I don't think we approached this the right way. I think our conversation was a bit premature. Mm-hmm. I think we should go ahead and delete this and, and rehab the conversation. I remember at first you were like, What? Like it's 40 minutes, like you want to redo it. And at first I was like, you know what, you're right. Let's just go ahead and do it. And then I went and I listened to it again. And that's when I called you again. I was like, nah, we got to We got to leave this. And we, we got to rehab the conversation. You got to redo it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I like those moments too. Um, that were, It's, we it's were, a learning experience. It's a learning yeah. Experience. Yeah. I, I like those moments too, that in that moment we were learning. It was like, nah, we, we got to have a proper conversation about this. That's, that's, that's not enough. We, we gotta, we gotta redo that. We, we have to, it's almost like we have to pay the proper respects. We got to do better. Yeah, because I think I think learning while doing or even after you've done something, it's like, nah, we got to redo it. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think the the initial conversation that we had that was originally supposed to go on episode ten. So for the people that don't know, episode ten was originally about two hours long, and uh, we deleted the George Floyd conversation because I felt like we were focusing on something that wasn't 
important to the bigger picture and for the fight that we were trying to fight at the time. And, you know, like, like we just said, it, it was learning experience, you know, uh, I, you know, we listened back to it and we both came to the conclusion that uh, we had a premature conversation and, you know, you, you learn, you learn and you grow. So we ended up scrapping that and we talked about it again on episode 11 when we had more information, we did more research and we learned, you know, more of, of what was going on at the time. And you know, y'all got what y'all got. Um, but that that was that was definitely one of the one of the moments where I was like, damn, like this this podcasting shit like is not as easy as I thought. Like it's not, it's not a lot of people think that it's it's just, you know, you you're sitting there and you're just talking. Like, you know, that's that's not hard. No, it's it's absolutely not easy. Like it's it's difficult, you know. Um, and it, it's it's really difficult to sit around for an hour, almost two hours, and have a compelling intellectual conversation like it's not easy dialogue is it's not easy it's not it's not an easy dialogue it's not an easy thing to talk about you know what i'm yeah. saying you got to pull some things out of yourself to be like yeah man you really yeah. talk about this situation yeah 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 a whole breakdown of the situation yeah man yeah, so that that was definitely a difficult one. I'm trying to think, were there any other difficult conversations that we had? Oh, you know, one thing, one thing I do want to say. Throughout the the whole span or the the conception of our podcast, I've been very very hard on Kanye West. And <laughs> you know what? I was <laughs> you know what? I was going to say I think it was one we was talking about Kanye that I like um and uh I can't remember what it was but yeah man you you kind of went hard on Kanye a few times we talked about Kanye. I I've been hard on Kanye, I'm not going to lie. Um I've said it time and time again on this podcast. Um you know, as an artist, as a musician, I think Kanye West is a goat. I think he's a genius. I think he has one of the greatest catalogs ever. Um, but outside of that, I just feel like sometimes Kanye West is full of shit. But with that being said, uh, I have I'm, I'm willing to come on here and admit that I have been a little harsh on Kanye for the past year, <laughs> and I have my reasons, but. You know, I, I don't I don't love Kanye West as an artist any less. Um, he's accomplished a lot. Uh, you know, we, we we're going to continue to talk about Kanye because he's not he's not going anywhere. He's going to continue to raise the bar, you know, every time. And, uh, you know, I, I went back and the reason why I brought that up is because I wanted I went back and I listened to, you know, a few of the episodes where we did talk about Kanye. And I was just like, damn, like <laughs> I, I didn't have to go in on him like that shit. Um, but no, man, I, you know, I just wanted to point that out. No, I'm, um, I'm just, uh, I'm glad within that, I, I feel like we stopped at a good number, um, before we actually started, um, videos. It was what, episode 40? Episode was 40. Start, starting with episode 41, we started the visuals, like, being on yeah. here. And so, and I, I think this makes it even better, um, the visuals, just people actually seeing us talk and uh because i know some people they was like they're more of like visual people actually one of my friends he's like i like listening to podcasts he's like but now i actually watching y'all talk about certain topics is 
he's like, I, it's like I'm more, I'm like a lot more engaged. So I think that was a, a big thing of starting this on video. So yeah, man, and it's only it's only gonna get better from here. Whenever you get back, we're gonna have the whole production. Back. I'm ready, bro. We what we we five six months. Five six months, and I'm I'm like permanently back home. So that's gonna be. Uh, celebration goddamn yeah man that's gonna be that's gonna be a good time bro yeah. i might have to i might have to vlog that or something man like that's gonna i might have to vlog my journey back home or something and then when i actually arrive we don't have to probably do we got to do like a get to get like a welcome back home get together or something bro that's gonna oh be, yeah definitely you know we definitely getting fucking drunk let's turn up bro i'm ready yeah. I can't believe, bro. I I'm really getting out. It's like the process is happening right now. It's like wow. Like, like my my supervisor was like, um, he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not trying to kick you out or nothing. He's like, I'm just like, he's like, I'm just telling you, like, you know, just start doing your stuff now, like, and uh, cause he just he just know like I'm ready to get out. He's like, yeah, if you know you're ready to get out and. All of that, you know, just start prepping and all of that. So, uh, nah, my supervisor, shout out to him. He's been uh, helping me and all of that stuff, trying to prep to get out. So, but he's just like, yeah, just get on your stuff, start this, start this, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm about to be headed back home. This is crazy. Yeah, man, it's five years, bro. Five years. Five. That five years went by so quick. So That's quick. So Half a, I've been in the Air Force half a decade. It's crazy. Yeah, like that that time, bro, is just because what we we met in what 2013, I think it was. Yep, it was 2013. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yes, sir, that's crazy. Wow, I, I yeah. never would have thought that you would be coming back, and we would have you know because at that time we're probably gonna have at least like 70 episodes by that time. Yeah. I never, I never in a million years would have would have thought that that I would have started a podcast with my brother. So, yeah, man, I'm bro. I, I love it. I love doing this. I I want to do this as long as we can. And uh, yeah, man. Well, I, I be thinking about when we finally get to episode 100. That's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we definitely gotta have like at least two, throw three like guests. a party or something, bro. Two like or three guests or something. Like yeah, we, we gotta, bro. Shoot, we should bring like. Low key, we almost should just bring the squad on. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And just like, yeah. bruh, like that would that would be fun having like maybe Justin and Ari or Raquel or something, and uh, just everybody just kind of join in on it. And yeah, uh, man. maybe we can talk about some albums or just just I don't know something. We'll bring up something for episode one hundred. But yeah, man, it's been uh, been loving it, bro. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. This is the start of the next 50. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This, this is just the first episode to the next 50 episodes. So that's crazy. Hold to 100. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Salute to us, man. Salute to us. We've, I feel like we've, uh, we've been consistent for a year. Uh, we've really only taken what three breaks, I like think. Two or three breaks. Yeah. yeah. Two or three breaks, and they don't, they don't really last too long uh we we've been putting out consistent content for a year and yeah. you know what that's crazy because like there's 52 weeks in a year we put out 50 because i think what at one moment we was putting out like two a week i think yeah we put we put two yeah for so from episode i want to say episode 10 
to episode 20, we were putting out two episodes a week. And then, you know, we got some feedback. A lot of people were saying that we were putting out too much content. Like, Yo, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hit us with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was a couple people that's like, wait, y'all dropped two this week? I was like, yeah. They was like, whoa, I'm not through with the first one. Like, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're going to go back to the one once a week. Yeah, yeah. And it worked out. It worked out. But uh, we still got a lot of episodes in one year. Fifty is a lot in a year. Yeah, that that's a whole lot. That's that's over. Episodes. That's over eighty hours worth of conversation because we most of our episodes are longer than an hour long. So yeah, hour fifty, some are two hours. Yeah, we have a lot of two hour episodes now. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I just wanna I just wanna say thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for for being my partner, being my brother. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. Uh, thank you, bro. I, yeah, man. I look I look at at my Spotify almost every day, and I'm just like, damn, like we did that, like we did yeah. that shit, like we. I, I, I love I love doing this with you, bro. You you are my brother for life, and uh, yeah, man. I I love this. I yeah. love. Um, like I said, like you always say, and I always said, we are the culture, bro. We, what would the culture be without without black people in it? You know what I'm saying? I don't, exactly. I don't think it would be as great as it is. Um, yeah, man, it's because it, everything. I feel like everything follows after us, honestly. So, exactly. you know I mean? like we 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 kind of um, I don't know. I I just feel like we bend and shape the culture. So. Yeah, man, I, I love doing this, and I, I love. I feel like podcasting is like part of the culture now, and uh, yeah, yeah man, I, I love it. Yeah, man, and, and thank you. Shout out to everybody that we've had on the podcast too. Uh, Ari, shout out Nezzy, shout out Fidel, shout out Justin. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely gonna have more guests on. Uh, yeah more more to come more to come you know what i'm saying we have a lot we have a lot of content to offer and i'm I'm making this sound like this is like a goodbye tour but it's not nah we only begin we, we only beginning bro this is this is the beginning yeah man this is definitely the beginning uh but thank you to everybody who uh continuously tunes in every week uh we greatly appreciate it uh we would not be able to do this without you guys um thank y'all for real we love y'all we appreciate all of the love all of the feedback, all of the critiques, anything um, to make us better. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. What he said. And we're going to continue to elevate. We're going to continue to educate ourselves. We're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to make sure that our content is a one, 100%. We yes, want to be, we want, we want y'all to, to feel like our podcast is the one that you can go to and you know whenever the new episode comes out we want you to click it we yep. want you to listen we want you to be engaged of course like my brother just said we want the feedback give us the feedback let us know if there's something that you don't like if there's a conversation that was whack if my hat is whack. something y'all want to hear about let us oh, know yeah. yeah oh yeah let let us know what you want to hear if there's something that you want us to talk about an album an artist uh anything yep. let us know let us know. Sure, for sure. Recommend us anything. Um, but yeah. Uh, rest in peace to DMX. Um, happy one year anniversary to the TNT podcast. The TNT podcast is now one year old. Yes, sir. Um, 
So glad. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we just we just wanted to to you know give or show show appreciation uh, to one of our greatest artists that we've ever had, and um, you know, we'll be back at you guys with with the topics and all the fuck shit. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of shit to go over, but uh, we appreciate y'all for pulling up and tuning into episode fifty one of the TNT podcast. My name is Timothy uh, Talorian. You got anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, R.I.P. to DMX and um, nah, but we we just we got more stuff coming and um, thank y'all for riding with us and uh, yeah, that's all I got. This is uh the other half of the TNT podcast, Talorian and uh. That's all I got, man. All right, man. You heard it. TNT Podcast, episode 51. We love y'all. We'll be back at y'all with another one next week. Peace. We out of here.